If you're not doing flips and you're looking at getting into flips or a new property strategy, in this video I'm going to share with you why I think you should look at flips and share with you two main things really. One partly kind of the mindset and the personal attributes you need to have and secondly some of the things you need to have in order to make sure you do a good job. Uh, so if you're up for doing a, a good flipping job, uh, then watch this video. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. If you don't do flips and you're looking for a different strategy, then I'd suggest you should look at flips. Uh, I think they're good for cash flow. Uh, they're pretty straightforward once you've done a few and you know what you're doing. But I guess that's true for anything that you do in life. Once you've done it a few times, you should get better at it, or most of us do anyway. Uh, and I'm going to cover for you today uh, why I think flips are a good idea and why you ought to look at them and some of the kind of things you need to have in place uh, to get flips up and going. Uh, the downside I'll cover first for you straight up is if you get flips wrong, they can get very expensive. So if you bought a property and you don't buy it right, you've got cut the margin. Uh, generally speaking, uh, people who do flips tend to get bridging finance and the rates are pretty high and you're from 8% to 12%. I've even seen as high as 15%. So if the project takes longer or things go wrong, then the finance costs soon rack up. And bridging companies don't give you the loan for a long period it could be six months nine months 12 months for example or a different period uh, so in that time you need to make sure you get your stuff done uh, otherwise it's going to eat into your margin and uh, you're going to have a problem repaying the initial debt uh, and of course then you put all the rigmarole of project management buying materials uh, working with builders or contractors to make sure that the job gets done so there's quite a few moving parts here and I'm going to cover with you some of the things I think you ought to uh, get a good handle on. So the first thing that's very, very important, I think, is you've got to have a knife for detail and you've got to have vision. And vision is twofold, really. First part is when you actually see a property, uh, being able to visualize what you think it ought to look like uh, and where the opportunity is in terms of adding value and making the property better. And the second vision is your overall vision in terms of how flips fit into your overall strategy of property uh, and how your flip business or flipping business will look like at some point in the future. So it's extremely important you're clear on both aspects of your vision. The second one, numbers. And the more you do this, by the way, uh, the better you'll become at it. I appreciate having been an accountant for uh, best part of 25 years. Most people aren't that comfortable with finances or numbers. Uh, so this isn't going to be something that you're going to be ecstatic about unless you're an accountant like myself uh, but you need to quickly uh, work out the numbers in terms of uh, what the margin is what the costs are what how much value you're adding uh, how much it's going to cost you in terms of interest costs refurb costs uh, and like i said the more you do it the better you become but initially what you need is some kind of an appraisal sheet that, that you can use uh, to appraise your uh, deals and as you get good at it, you'll become better at it uh, because to some extent, uh, I think you've got to have clear criteria of what you're looking to achieve, both in terms of your return 
uh, and how much you're looking to buy a property for, what kind of uplift you're looking for. Any properties that don't fit that profile, don't even look at them. Uh, it's not even worth doing. The third one, which is very important, temperament. And I say this because inevitably in every business, but especially so in property, things will be slower. They're going to be costly. They're going to take longer than you think they do. Uh, and in that period, what you can't afford to do, I feel, is lose your enthusiasm and lose your drive uh, and give up. Uh, so you got to keep marching on and there's 101 problems that you're going to come across uh, and you just got to get through them. So at the moment, you might know, you might not know, uh, building 49 houses in a place called Bicker, Boston. And pretty much every day and every week, something new comes up which uh, needs to be addressed. Uh, could be something from we can't get more bricks uh, to the energy supply or the supply of electricity is, is a problem. That's a genuine problem, by the way, that we're facing at the minute uh, because we're negotiating with somebody and that negotiation isn't quite going to plan. And then there's a hundred other things that some contractors don't turn up, they don't turn up, they don't do the job properly. So all of those things and much more, by the way, uh, which causes headache and friction. It's not plain sailing. So you've got to have temperament and you've got to stick at it uh, and just have the end uh, in mind. Number four, ability to negotiate a deal. So have an eye for detail uh, and have an eye for, okay, uh, the vision for the property, but also to negotiate when you're buying a property, negotiating with your contractors, negotiating with lenders if you have to, negotiating uh, with estate agents, uh, and then obviously when you're selling, negotiating with the seller. Uh, some of these things obviously you can pass, pass to agents and, and other people, but you've got to have uh, some ability uh, to negotiate deals uh, because you know a huge part or a significant part of property is negotiating. And that's just not buying and selling, but everything else that we do in between requires good negotiation skills. And I'll put PM uh, for the next one, which is project management. Now, depending on how much time you've got, the expertise you've got, and uh, how big a project is, you're probably, like most people, uh, if you're doing flips, you're going to start on smaller deals and you're probably going to have a go and project manage yourself, which is absolutely fine, by the way, but you then need to be, have clarity on what your role is, uh, what's required, so you can project manage the whole project properly. Uh, and if you haven't done it before, I'm going to share two things with you uh, which uh, are going to come true, uh, which is whatever you do, you, you're soon going to realize you're going to go over budget and it's going to take you longer to do. So the important point here is don't beat yourself up. Sorry, don't, don't beat yourself up just because things haven't been done on time or they've cost you more. That's just the lay of the land. That, that happens. Uh, so you've got to build some kind of a contingency in there uh, for costs, both in terms of finance costs and things taking longer. But be okay with that. Don't think you're imperfect or you're doing something wrong uh, just because something's taking a bit longer. That has happened in property. That's just the game we're in. So this is kind of the basic stuff that you need. Moving on from this, now to kind of get into the detail uh, of some of the other things that are important to you. The first one is, of course, your uh, the area that, that you're focusing on. Some call it gold mine area, other, other people give it different names. Uh, this is knowing the neighborhood, the demographic, uh, the types of houses you're targeting, uh, the types of clientele uh, that you're targeting. Uh, and then obviously there's other restrictions like is it in a conservation area, uh, are they grade two listed buildings, 
those type of things because some people specialize uh, in uh, grade two listed buildings, for example. So it's about understanding your area, knowing it, feeling comfortable with it. Uh, the second one is uh, understanding uh, what your budget is and your costs are. Uh, so to give you kind of a rough idea how some people do it uh, is they work out the after refurb value of a property and let's say it's £200,000. Uh, then they work out 70% of that, which gives you 140k. So they're looking at uh, a 30% margin, although it's not 30% of uh, 140, 30% of the end uh, value. Uh, then they work out what it's going to cost them. Let's just say it's 25,000 pounds. So refurb 5k that gives you 115,000 uh, pounds, and that should be your kind of guide price for how much you ought to buy that property for today. It might be in the market for 130, it might be in the market for 140, uh, but if it needs work doing to it, uh, that's how much you kind of ought to uh, pay for it, because on top of that, uh, then uh, you'll have legal costs, and if it's a second or additional property, you'll have SDLT to pay, uh, and then on, with that, you'll have bridging finance and interest and costs to pay, so you can include all of those yeah, into 115 plus the 25 grand uh, refurb, the, the distance to, to 140, Plus, I'd say another, let's just say, twenty thousand maximum, probably less, gets to one sixty. If you sell it for two hundred, you've got some sales cost. You've got a margin of forty grand, but it might be nearer thirty-five thousand pounds. And that's how you've got to work it out. So, if you know your neighbourhood and your area, you know how much houses are selling for. You find one there which is below market value. Uh, you can then obviously try and figure out how much it's going to cost you and how much you. Uh, can sell it for uh, and how much most importantly you should buy for i think the buying is the most important a lot of people who kind of get deals wrong not all of them but quite a few of them don't buy right so they are overpaid for a property sometimes at auction they get excited uh, sometimes they see a property and they kind of fall in love with it or, or just want to get that deal done for some reason so once you overpay uh you're in my experience you're in a hiding to nothing uh because now it's a slippery slope Everything else you've got to do, you've got to try and catch up on and keep it tight. And as I said to you earlier in this video, uh, it's going to take longer, but most likely it's going to cost you more. Uh, and if you haven't got that built in and you've overpaid at the start, your margin is going to be depleted. And there's no point selling that property for 190 when it's cost you 185 grand. Because for 5 grand, it probably wasn't worth doing, uh, depending on how long it takes you and all the other headaches that you have. And the worst place to be, of course, is where you're putting money in to uh, get the deal over the line because if, once you've refurbished it if, it if you think i can't sell it now i want to refinance it and, and, and maximum uh using the earlier example uh on 200 grand and you get 75 percent loan to value uh you'll get 150 grand back well if this cost you 180,000 pounds and you've got 30 grand of your own money sunk in that it might not be an ideal investment for what you're looking for so you've got to make sure you buy right and you buy below market value so that it, it works for you. When you're buying a property, you can obviously uh, speak to a building surveyor uh, for them to help you out uh, if you're new to property and they'll point out quite a few different things to you. Uh, you can also get a uh, structural surveyor to make sure that the uh, building is, or the property is structurally sound. Uh, and then you obviously move on to working with contractors. Now this is a case of deciding, do you want to project manage and have uh, experts and specialists come in to do some of the work so you can have a, have a plumber electrician uh, a general builder 
to come in to do the work or do you want to contract the whole thing out? Uh, and that depends, of course, on your expertise and how much time you've got. Uh, but you've got to make sure if you're contracting the work out, you've got a good team uh, around you uh, who are experienced and who are going to do a really good job for you. And that's critical when it comes to flips, by the way. Again, people get unstuck here a lot. Job gets started uh, and it doesn't get finished uh, because somewhere along the line with one of the contractors, you've had a problem. Uh, and that's not going to be good. So if you keep this bit tight, if you buy well, and you keep this bit tight, uh, subject to market conditions, because we don't control those, especially right now, uh, where everything's kind of up in the air and people aren't sure which way the property market's going to go. Uh, we know interest rates are going to increase. We know inflation is increasing and it will increase uh, next year. And then interest rates will go higher, will increase to try and bring inflation down. And that's going to be a rocky period. What exactly is going to happen to property? Uh, nobody knows, but I've been making a video for you on that, sharing with you my thoughts based on facts and not opinion, uh, and not based on clickbait, but actually based on uh, information that you can use to help you navigate and understand what's going to happen. The reality is the majority of people, the overwhelming majority of people don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so we've got, we've got two options. Uh, one is stick our head in the sand and hope everything works okay. Uh, let me tell you for free, that's a bad strategy. You don't want to implement that. Your second option is to either have factual information, partly based on history, because history repeats itself in one way or another. Uh, or, the, or the second part of that is uh, to listen to people uh, who are giving you their opinion. Uh, some of them may be valid, some of them may not be valid, because like belly buttons, all of us have a belly button, just like that. Uh, everybody has an opinion. Uh, so... It's up to you to follow somebody's opinion or do your own research. I'd say listen to others, but also do your own research. So once you've got the project ready, then obviously you've got to sell it, uh, which basically means uh, do you want to sell it at auction through an agent or through social media or one of your contacts. Uh, and that usually uh, is an easier process compared to everything else that you've done. It can take longer, uh, but once somebody's obviously bought, uh, you will need to be thinking about you want a quick sale at auction where your margins might be slightly tighter or are you happy to wait for a bit longer uh, and go to an agent and go through the standard conveyancing process. Now this partly depends on of course how long you've taken to do the project and how much time you've got left in terms of your bridging loan. If you've got 12 months bridging loan and you've taken 9 or 10 months already and you've got 2 months left, you're probably not going to complete on a property transaction. Because no matter what anybody says to you, I can tell you from experience of having bought loads of properties and sold some of them, by the way, uh, is it takes an age, it seems like forever, by the way, where you've been, when you've agreed to buy a property and by the time you buy it, it's six months, nine months, 12 months, it's just an ongoing saga and a bugbear of mine. No one party to blame, by the way, but it just takes forever. Uh, and uh, so you might not have that luxury, by the way. Uh, so make sure you keep it all tight. So the one thing on all of this is focus, really. And by focus, you've got to keep it all very, very tight. And it's your job to make sure everything's tight and in coordination and in line. So map it all out. Have a work program from start to finish. Look at exactly how it's going to work and then stick to that. And you're going to be absolutely brutal with this, by the way. Because if you're not, think they're going to slip and something's two days late here, one day late here, half a day late here. When you add those two days, one day, half day, before you know it, 
add on an extra 30, 60, 90 days to your project. And that's the difference between making a profit and making a loss. So you got to keep it all tight. Uh, and I think flipping is a good strategy, good for cash flow, plenty of opportunity, not as risky as some of the bigger stuff like commercial conversions or new builds, something good for you to get your teeth into. And I think it's an, that's a good additional strategy to whatever else you're doing. Uh, and in property, I don't think we should be doing having this one strategy. We should have two or three different strategies. And this, I think, is a good supplementary and even a good main strategy. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.